Hey everybody, welcome to Breaking the Rules, Vanderpump Ones. Um, uh, Amber Casto here, your host and my co-host. Hello everybody, Nick Casto here, on my own mic this time. Yay! <laughs> he has his own mic. I guess I was good enough to get one. <laughs> Um, definitely excited. We are going to talk some real time stuff today. Season 10, episode one. Um, Very exciting episode. It is. Um, we actually will start off by doing a little bit of some headlines that have come in. Uh, I think it, it is good to do headlines right now. Definitely feel like Scandaval eats up my feed. Like a lot, so exciting, but also uh, kind of depressing sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the the elephant in the room is uh, deal or no deal. <laughs> right. That <laughs> yeah, was very shocking. Yeah, kind of weird. So Tom Sandoval did the very first interview since all of this transpired. Um, it, it took place with Howie Mandel for his podcast. And I just am kind of at a loss for words at why we chose Howie Mandel. He, and I mean, no, nothing against Howie Mandel. He's, no, no. He just didn't know anything about it, what he, was going on. He didn't. Um, you definitely know more about what was going on than he knows For about sure. what was going on. <laughs> um, I think that kind of, though, allowed him to write his own narrative during the interview. Like, allowed him to decide what was being said, what was being asked. Sure. Um, Part of writing that narrative was listening to him say that he had tried to break up with Ariana several times and it just didn't pan out. And I mean, he listed a bunch of different scenarios in which he said some really dark things. And, you know, I mean, we say some really dark things whenever we're in the midst of an argument or. Yeah, I mean. Who doesn't? We're all human. Yeah. Or, or we think we're being attacked because I think that's kind of the way he described it is she kind of felt like a little bit like she was being attacked in the moment. Um, but what I heard the most is a rerun, a rerun of season two reunion. Mm -hmm. Tom Sandoval complaining about Kristen with Ariana by his side. I mean, literally the same words. I think one of them was, uh, I, I broke up with her. I, I tried to break up with her several times before it took place, and it just wasn't happening. Like, that's always his excuse. He's, he, I don't know. He it blew me away that Bravo allowed him. Yeah, that was very surprising. It, which I'm not even sure they did. He did mention that they don't have continued contracts. So, I don't know if... Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to seal his fate. I can say that if you are trying to seal your fate, that's probably one really great way to do it. Going in the right direction. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess 
I don't know. I, it makes me feel for Andy because I know that Andy, it's part of his job to get that exclusive. I know he does an amazing job at getting that. Right. Uh, you know, I go all avenues for this. I mean, for my own intensive purposes, I went all avenues, but now I definitely go all avenues for this podcast. So, I, I mean, I, I listened to the entire podcast. I know that Lala did a, a whole Instagram live in her hotel bed before Watch What Happens Live, the night before Watch What Happens Live, and could only sit through two minutes and 48 seconds or something. <laughs> Which is hilarious, but I will tell you that there was one positive oh, yeah. that came out of this interview. And? They shaved the stash. Finally. And, you know, I saw Ariana suggest the stash, and it made me vomit. Like, she said it was a Top Gun summer. Yeah. It's never a Top no. Gun summer. And it looks good in a mustache. No, it's never a Top Gun summer. You always look like you're trying to molest people from a van. Like, you, that's what you look like. You look like a pedophile. I don't know. I, and I'm putting a stigmatism on mustaches and sorry, mustache people. I'm really sorry if you're offended by it, but it definitely does not work for him. My dad used to have a stash. I didn't really care for it. Never cared for it. I don't know. Um, the The next headline is another podcast. Oh. Blew me away. Somebody got the exclusive with Lisa Vanderpump. Oh. Steve-O. Steve-O. <laughs> Steve-O as in jackass. That's the Steve-O. What? <laughs> so apparently they know each other. Um. <clears throat> They didn't really talk a lot about how they knew each other. If they did, I don't remember it, so it wasn't memorable. I did listen to the whole podcast. They talked a lot about um, Steve-O's journey and about, you know, her restauranteur journey and um, what she likes, what she doesn't like, being in reality television, like kind of just the whole shebang. So, and... I think the most she said is that Ariana called him a piece of shit during the reunion. So that was kind of the most that she spilled, if I'm being honest. So hmm. she kept to a script and Well, I mean she she's a Bravo employee. She is a producer for Vanderpump Rules. So I mean it is her job to do what is right for the show and it is not right to spill secrets that we're going to learn during the reunion and later episodes now um it does right before tom did that tom sandoval did the podcast tom schwartz was on watch what happens live Mm -hmm. first of all with weights on his hands so he wouldn't touch his face which is the dumbest thing i've ever seen in my life um and i mean if people are gonna drink because you touch your hands then they created that game because they want to drink Sounds like a good excuse. Yeah, I mean... I mean, people make any game to drink. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's life. Yeah. It's what it's about. Um, So, there is a... And I I have to touch on it because it's been so huge everywhere on my feed. Mm -hmm. Is uh, a Brock... Brock and Raquel rumor. Uh Uh-huh. I don't believe it. Um, 
I think that when you when you do get really close with someone in that manner of a friend where you have them living in your home, I think you do open up a boundary and a barrier. Yeah, that is a dangerous boundary. You have to really trust your partner. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have to trust your partner, but you have to trust your friend. Um, I think that Sheena did trust her. So, I mean, I really do feel for her because she's had shed a lot of tears thinking about um, all of the trust and uh, worth she put into that mm-hmm. friendship and relationship. But I don't know. I, I, I don't believe it. I feel like I it's... not for Sheena's sake. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's retaliation. I feel like it may have came from Raquel's camp. Rachel's camp. Only to divert. And, I, and I'm saying this because... It doesn't divert from Raquel, and it could be Tom's camp, but it reverts from the attention and puts it on somebody new. And right. we're only it's human. Reflected on somebody. Right. We're only human, so we can right. only concentrate on yeah, one I thing at a time. Um, Peter was also on Kristen's podcast. Oh, boy. Um... He went, took it all the way back to 2006 when he first started working at Sir. Way back. Um, or 2007, because 2006 is when Kristen started working there. And then he started a year later, or, you know, several months later. Yeah. In 2007. Um, he did spill some timelines mm-hmm. about Scandaval on on that podcast. He talked about being at the, the Pirate Festival. It makes me <laughs> laugh because it makes me think back at the Pirate the scene where the girl would like looked him up and was like, "OMG, he's a pirate! It's ridiculous. <laughs> Why? Who? Who dresses up as a pirate?" But he goes to this like festival down he in Florida. <laughs> he could every day. Yeah. I mean, he's probably the best dressed up pirate I've ever that, seen. You throw an eye patch on him, dude. It'd, it'd be legit. <laughs> Call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> but he talked about being there. And knowing that they had released some of the the earlier episodes, mm-hmm. so one being the one we're going to watch, and he got a text while he was there from, and he, you know, here is Peter. Mm-hmm. I wondered why he never is, you know, a full cast member. He doesn't want to be. He cares zero about acting. He is involved more in finance, app creation. He just wants to do his little... Well, he manages the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. He manages that and just wants to have his little highlight in five minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, he hates to watch himself, so he never really watches. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. He never really watches the episodes. Um, so he didn't have the episodes, but Tom did. And he got a text from Tom saying, did you hook up with Raquel? And... Yeah. He thought it was weird. I mean, he thought it was weird, but he also thought that they had portrayed it that way. Yeah. On the episode. So he immediately went into, oh my gosh, what did they show on there? You know, send me the episode. Mm-hmm. He sent it. He watched it. He was like, yeah, it looks the same way as I thought it was going to look. Like, I don't get it. But now it makes total sense. Yeah, it does. As to why he would have asked that. Uh-huh. Um, definitely was uh, feeling around to see what, what was going on there. Um, I guess the, the last thing that I will do as a headline for this episode is 
talking about the dates. What dates? Finale for Vanderpump Season 10 is going to be on May the 17th. Mark it on your calendar. It's a night for wine and TV. Um, then the three-part reunion is going to begin on May the 24th. Three parts. That means they rich, bitch. <laughs> you get more money for more reunion episodes. So they definitely uh, got a little extra payday for that. Sure. Um, and then they're also going to have a Secrets Revealed that's going to air on June the 14th. So guys, we're going all the way through June the 14th airing this season. Dang. That's going to be some long coverage. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a lot of episodes. Okay, so let's get us out of the headlines and into Season 10, Episode 1. Titled, Breaking Bubba's. <laughs> it made me so sad. That is the weirdest intro. Interment, like, Bubba. Endearment, so yeah. It yes. is a really weird endearment. Um, tattooed on his ass, though. So definitely uh, they're there for the duration until he gets it removed. She claims he's going to keep. <laughs> yeah, he does claim this episode he's going to keep it. Um, so the intro is Katie and Tom sitting down, uh, talking about the demise of their relationship. It is really sad. Very sad. For seasoned uh, Vanderpump fans, I know that a lot of us felt like they were the um, the long-lasting couple. And 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. Uh, six years, almost seven married. Um, we, amazing feat. I think, though, we start to see the cracks. I mean, we always saw the cracks. Yeah. I think... The way we're going back over the old episodes, it will surface and show us a lot more, you know, how this came to be. Yeah, totally. But the intro was very sad. It was. Um, a private interview with both of them. Um, Katie did ask for the divorce. He It panned to him and talked about how he said that she sat him down. I do listen to Katie's podcast. She's a great podcaster. Mm -hmm. um, and they podcasted a lot together. So there was a lot of really great um, episodes of them mm -hmm. together. Uh, but she sat him down and, and he said, you know, very eloquently explained it to him. And what I found to be very, very enlightening during his interview was that he said he really shut down during her talk with him so bad that he didn't couldn't even tell them exactly why she made that decision and the reason why he couldn't is because he you know she he said one of the reasons he knows is that he's a bad listener and yeah. so he definitely can't so sad it is i mean i felt really bad because i feel like i can relate to him on this i know you think yeah. i'm a terrible listener <laughs> <laughs> I know we laugh about it and I I don't even do it consciously. I it's subconscious for me. Sometimes I can't I'm ADHD. You're a I, zoner. I am. I'm ADHD, <laughs> so if I'm concentrated on reading something, mm -hmm. something can happen and I don't even hear it. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll have a full conversation with her myself, and <laughs> I'll not even realize it until I'm sitting there quietly. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. It definitely is not on purpose, um, but that definitely made me feel for him. Um, but I get the sense, I mean, this is me being a... a a lifer for Vandy, mm-hmm. a life lifelong Vandy. Um, he never really respected her. True. It's the things that I've seen, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, there was some, some flashbacks in their relationship, which again, we'll go into way in depth detail. Um, but, Katie kind of mentioned the additional breakups that have happened inside of the, the friend groups with Lala mm-hmm. and Randall um, Kate, with uh, Raquel and, oh man, why can't I not think? James. Uh, James. Raquel and James. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I was totally... <laughs> It's been a long work week. Long work week. Um, but anyway... Uh, that's kind of how they, she said, you know, she wanted them to remain friends. There was only one rule. And? The rule is you don't hook up within the friend group. I agree with this rule 100%. Absolutely. You're on a damn reality show. Yeah. You have to film with one another. You have to be near each other constantly. The fact that you think that hooking up within that friend group is not going to be embarrassing and downright disrespectful just proves my point. I mean, we already have enough of them jumping around from each <laughs> each other. Yeah, so, that's already happened. Yeah, like, in, we've got enough of that going on. Already happened the nine seasons before now, so we don't, we don't need it now. Um, so it, it kind of switches to him bringing the dogs in for exchange. This is a whole new avenue of millennials breaking up. That would be rough. Like, we have six we, dogs. Yeah. Six dogs. <laughs> six dogs and three cats. Um, How would you uh, arrange that kind of visitation? <laughs> there is no arrangement. I mean, they seem to be doing a week on and a week off. Because he was like, see you in six days and 23 hours. <laughs> He's counting that down every day. He is. I mean, I think they both love those pets a lot. So, I mean, I get where they're coming from. And pets don't live forever. So, I guess it is a temporary arrangement. But I do agree that that is a a rough situation. For sure. Um, The next uh, intro was into James Carr and Raquel in the car. And they were like, James is talking to his his honey, and he's like, oh, are you working tonight? Da-da-da-da-da. Really great uh, editing. Yeah, it was. By the producers. Because um, what they were doing is trying to make you think that the two of them were talking. Yeah, I thought so, too. But it quickly switched to the fact that um, they were actually, um, he was talking, James was talking to his new girlfriend, Allie. Allie, yeah intro james new girlfriend um and then it is raquel is talking to charlie which is an another uh another one of the wait staff and um she is a new uh 
cast member. Uh, she joined, um, I want to think season eight. So she's been on for a couple seasons. Okay. Um, we'll definitely be introing her at some point yeah. onto the show. But her, her and Raquel, Dana, I think came around, all of them came around the same time. Um, so it, there was talk about them. Uh, James was like, you know, I'm going to work tonight. Mm-hmm. Raquel's going to be there. He's DJing. So, you know, they immediately, you know, he was like, I, Allie asked him about it. He, it pans to him talking about meeting her mm-hmm. five weeks after his breakup. And literally him in his confessional with a compact <laughs> was probably one of the best things I've ever seen. This man needs his own show. He, he needs a spinoff. I should see it. Yeah. For sure. He's funny. He's animated. Like, And I don't always agree with you. You're not morally sound. You'll get there. I think you're young. I think you're, you're definitely drinking way too much. Uh, you don't handle your liquor well. Yeah. So uh, there's a whole lot of things. But it's entertaining as I'll get out. It's he entertaining. Really yeah. Um, but... Him putting that compact on and saying that you know he he didn't he didn't really need a girlfriend immediately and to get her to move in with him you got to act like he needs that ass in his bed every no day. No ledge between no. the vag. <laughs> no ledge between the vag. Um, but he's definitely going to DJ and um. Raquel talks about meeting Allie, mm-hmm. being at the iHeart Music Awards, the iHeart Radio Music Awards, and uh, running into her. And she makes a quick, funny joke. She says, you know, it, she seemed really, really nice, but she looked exactly like his mother. And they did. <laughs> and he's, it, they do, like, they do a side by side. They it look identical. So yeah, they do look a lot alike. Um, and and she t- said he's got some real mommy issues. He does and, have and mommy issues. Yeah, with the thing with Lisa, you know. Yeah, yeah, he definitely has a uh, mommy issues so for sure. Have, yeah, that security blanket. <laughs> so the next scene is uh, Tom and uh, Schwartz at. Or Tom Tom Sandoval and and Tom Schwartz at Schwartz and Sandy's, yes. with the crew. Um, still and, not open yet, might we add? Yeah, it's like <laughs> two and a half years later, still yeah. not open. Still bringing in boxes. I felt like it was my grandma bringing stuff from yard sales. Totally. You know they spend over a million dollars. In, in this project. Over a million dollars. Just those two. I feel like, though, and, and this is, I made sure and, and said this, um, dumb light installations and and things like, what, you haven't even got a menu, yet right. you're, you're spending time and multiple thousands of dollars on a light installation, which, by the way, just looks like a... A neon light with with fake flowers around it. Yeah, it's like a random. Um, it looks like an office like, light. It's like um, like a cheap version of TGI, kind of, with <laughs> just random shit all over the place. It is random stuff and very eclectic. I think that is a lot of Sandoval and Schwartz not sticking up for himself. Yeah. 
And I don't know. It just, it it definitely hit me hard. It's six days until the Daily Mail party. So, you know, I mean, this is a big deal. This is bringing a lot of people in. This is supposed to be right before you open. It doesn't look like they're anywhere near opening. Not at all. They're like, let's go thrift shopping. Um, They sit down to talk about it. And, you know, Schwartz tells him he's drowning. Mm -hmm. Uh. I mean, and, and then, you know, Sandoval just decides to, hey, I'm going to go run up for three months. You good? Yeah. And, you know, he talks about not having the partner there. He says, you're great when I have your attention. Right. If, I, if that was my friend and I was in business with you and you said that to me, I would be so offended that that's the way you felt. I would be busting my ass to make sure that you didn't feel that way tomorrow. <laughs> Like, you never want your business partner to Let's feel like... this going. <laughs> yeah, to feel like you're failing them. Like, that's awful. But he, I mean, he talked about $6,000 for his half of the mortgage yeah. on the house. Yeah. And then I think it was like uh, 3500 for his rent. So the dude's spending almost ten grand a month just on mortgage and rent. Not including, you know, the rent that he has to spend on... You know, the new Schwartz and Sandys. Yeah, I mean, to me, this was just... I'm going to put hashtags around this. Insert Schwartz being a, sh- a, a putz and willing to lose everything to do life with Tom Sandoval. Yeah. Like, like I mean, that's ba- so basically what you're doing. You're doing life because you're not getting yourself ahead. You're not doing anything to better yourself in the good. Like, standing beside him for as long as you have, how much sorrow has that brought you? Right? Like, it's just broken up too many relationships with their friendship. When are you going to stop? Yeah. Um, it took him saying that the money was running out. For him to even put any focus or attention there. And I do wonder, when he said that he was absent for three months, I do wonder how much of that absenteeism was Raquel. Very true. Because it was the same, some of the same time period. So it definitely makes Mm -hmm. me think. It wouldn't be surprising. Um, okay, so the, the next scene was that they uh, moved to Sir. And uh, it's Peter and Raquel <laughs> at the POS system, yes. standing there talking. The most awkward conversation it I've ever seen. So awkward. I love you, Peter, but like, just be a stand-in or like, don't like. They talk you into doing these things, and I know he talked about this on Kristen's podcast. Mm-hmm. And he really said, you know, she acted like she didn't know what he was talking about with the nachos. He said it was a big deal for her during that outing. Like they went the way that he was acting. Right. He said they went to several different places, (laughs) like just looking for them. So he was kind of trying to, you know, do as he was asked Mm -hmm. and create a conversation there. And um, it, it just did not pan out well for him. I almost wonder if she was a little bit concerned for how it would look or how it would be portrayed. I think she was more trying to just do it to get, you know, attention from James, maybe. Absolutely. I think it's always about that. Yeah. Um, But it it was the never-ending quest to get her nachos. never-ending quest for nachos. 
Um, it and was Raquel so thirsty, like it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was thirsty, and um, and a part of that being thirsty, Raquel responds with, "Let's you know, let's keep it casual." Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just wear a shirt, you know, no, no suit." <laughs> <laughs> like why? Why when you if if someone that you're talking to about going on a date with or any type of relationship outing says casual, I'd like to keep this casual. They aren't talking about the clothes. They're not talking about your wardrobe, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't care what you're wearing unless you aren't wearing something, like, acceptable. So, I mean, and, and to be honest, these days, everything's acceptable. I think Tom Sandoval is kind of proving that. For sure. He had yeah, us like keep an open mind. Well, wait till episode two. That that sweater combo. We're gonna have to have a conversation about that one. And you won't be here for episode I won't two. Be. I'm gonna have a special guest for episode two on um, season one <laughs> and season ten. Gonna have Barry here with me, aka Barry. It's Ian, one of our daughter's best friends that is a huge Vandy fan, and so I'm very excited to have him on with us next time. Um, the uh, the next situation or scene was the Tom Tom Bar. Yeah. Gosh, I love this bar. Yeah, it is really cool. I'd like to see this sometime. Yeah, this one is, this is going to be part of our Vanderpump Row when we go to Cali. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm dragging you to all these places. <laughs> and you're going to have to watch me get trashed. Totally. And... I'll, I'll be the DD. I'll eat. <laughs> no, you're probably going to have to drink with me and we'll just get Ubers. One, yeah. One, I'll do one drink, maybe. At each place. At each place. Yeah. We could both do it that way. Yeah. You know it won't take very much for me. I'm a lightweight, guys. <laughs> me too. I don't drink a lot, and he doesn't drink really at all. So yeah, one drink, maybe one sip will get me trashed. I, I mean, I like to drink to have fun. I definitely drink when when I go out for sure. But I just these days work and um, now this hobby, and we have a forty acre farm, so that keeps me busy. Definitely keeps him busy. That's why I'm bringing in a guest, is because it's weather's getting nice and grass is getting tall. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the the first scene, it's Katie and Ariana, and Lala comes and sits down. Mm -hmm. She's in some some purple jammies. Um, Ash would love these purple jammies. Uh. It. Uh, definitely, um, it, the mood is very different yeah what well, they discussing basically the friendship of katie and tom yeah. yeah yeah and um it pans to ariana and her confessional and she mm -hmm. says you know she doesn't think that that it's sustainable for katie and and schwartz to have this continued friendship yeah i think that it is a, a bit of a fantasy i mean to be close still after 12 years it is. is asking for a lot. It is. I'm going to be honest. I feel like Katie had gotten to the point where she checked out and she was mm -hmm. only a friend. Agreed. And so I, I really do believe that it made it a lot easier for, for her mm -hmm. in that sense. He, on the other hand, I think he deals with emotional uh, relationships a little bit differently than the rest of us. Yeah, because it still seems like he's just clinging, clinging yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, it, he lacks the ability to share and uh 
receive emotions. It's mm-hmm. palpable almost. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, she talks. She says the BFF pact is is just crazy and mm-hmm. and can't. It's not sustainable. Um, Lala, they when when she does show up, they they ask her if she's going to go with them to uh, the see you next Tuesday, which mm-hmm. is uh, James DJing and it, at Sir, and she says no, she's not mm-hmm. going, and and she's not going because Schwartz is going to be there, and we really don't know at this point that her and Schwartz have had any beef. But we do know that Lala has had major issues with her ex, mm-hmm. Randall Emmett, um, movie producer of, at best, C-minus films. Um, I've looked these up, folks. I, I actually did a subscription to the LA Times mm-hmm. just so I could read the LA Times yeah. article. <laughs> um uh, and and that's kind of where where it starts. She says that she's really upset because um, whenever her and Randall first split up, mm-hmm. she made the de- decision to get everybody together on the rooftop at Sheena's and be like, "Listen, this is how it's going down. I'm going to be in a huge custody battle. If you're riding with me, you're with me. Please do not, you know, don't don't treat me fake." Like I'm being honest with you and telling you if you want to if you want to go on that side then you can go on that side but I don't want to yeah I don't want to be with you and I think for the situation that she's in for the manner in which I've seen some of the things transpire mm-hmm. um, I read about this man in the L.A. Times um, he had assistants he's a dirty boy he is he had assistants running drugs for him. He was offering uh, acting jobs and stuff for sexual favors. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lala kind of counts him to exactly what 50 Cent called him, uh, mini Harvey Weinstein with a Thank lot you. less money and power. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you're dealing with somebody like that, you have to understand where you lie. And I would have thought he would have been with a Vanderpump cast member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was very surprised to know that he reached out to him, but, you know, he calls it, I reached out to him because I was, my life was over <laughs> and I needed to play pickleball. <laughs> it is very important to play pickleball, guys. For real. <laughs> and it's like pans to Sheena's confessional, which was absolutely hilarious. And she was like, you don't own pickleball. He doesn't own pickleball. And even if he did, they'd probably be suing him. <laughs> be suing your pants off. <laughs> be suing your pickle pants off. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the article says, do you know how he started out, Randall Emmett? No. Mark Wahlberg's assistant. Oh, I died oh laughing. Oh, so I just wonder, you know, I know that he had zero comment, Mark Wahlberg, zero comment oh, on God. him. So he wants no association with that, I'm sure now. Um, I'm sure all of the, the people that probably were in his camp are no longer. But definitely Lala explains, you know, that she's, you know, really happy with the people that understood her when she spoke that and, you know, knew this is about her kid and keeping her kid safe. And, you know, I mean, he's drinking and partying and having really crazy outings. That's really hard for a new mom 
to try and trust that, you know? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, she explained she was doing parenting by herself. So, you know, I mean, that, that alone. What a shame. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, crazy man, crazy, <laughs> crazy man. Um, but what I thought was really, really key here mm-hmm. and probably the most honest thing that uh, Lala likes to spill truth, they used to call it drunk truths. She's sober now. Mm-hmm. It's sober truths, and she is a very good judge of character. <laughs> and she said, you couldn't be on your wife's team. I don't know why I ever expected you to be on mine. Ooh. And that has got to be the most honest thing i've ever heard a cast member mm-hmm. say on this show it, it, spot on yeah because he can't he can't be on a team for anyone he never picks a side and she mm-hmm. said you know switzerland just can't work for me in this situation um lisa shows up with the the girls and um sits down with them yeah. um she uh it was a really quick visit it was, Lisa. yeah, it was. She she just asked how they were, and, you know, they kind of talked about, you know, she talked about how good Katie looked, which Katie yeah. does look great. Mm-hmm. Single life looks good on you. Working <laughs> on yourself looks great on you. Like, miss this Katie. I really do miss yeah. this Katie. The, the Katie that can express herself, and people do not think she is a bad person. Mm-hmm. Um, I... It did pan to um, Raquel waiting tables, mm-hmm. um, and Charlie also. Uh huh. They were getting drunk behind the bar during their shift, throwing back bottles. Um, I could never do that. Oh my gosh, I would just like yeah. when I drink, like I can't eat, I can't do anything else. Like I just have to drink, and then I'm like. I want to dance. I want to like, yeah, I do want (laughs) to dance. Definitely want to dance. So I would enjoy the heck out of see you next Tuesday. Um, but I'd go raving in front of James with my little flashlight. Yeah, (laughs) that would be great. That would be great. Um, he, uh, it, it, pans to him getting ready for for the 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 night of DJing mm-hmm. and Lisa walks up to talk to him and you know she starts talking to him first about him drinking again. Mm-hmm. He was two and a half years sober and started drinking again. If you're a Vandy like we are, mm-hmm. um, you know he, drinking doesn't do well for him yeah. in most cases. <laughs> um, if he knows when to stop, if you know when to stop, it's it's okay. I think you can relate with him, not for the... Uh, definitely. Well, not, and that's not the reason why I don't... Well, I mean, not for the case of being mean. You're, yeah, you no, are not a no, mean no, drunk. No. He is the funnest drunk ever. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, Swimming with the Fishies from the last <laughs> podcast, that was a drunk episode by him. Um, you know, I mean, it... it I you don't know when to stop. I can't stop. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's, you know, one of the reasons why I don't drink. Um... You know, there are, there are other reasons. Um, but I, I just want to hammer them down. I, I can't say no. Yeah. See, and whereas I'm, I take things very slow, 
you know, I'm, I'm a slow drinker and usually I can throw in some shots and I do a really good job, throw in a water, yeah. dance, sweat some of it out. Like I definitely can consume a little bit more and, and I don't like, I mean, like sometimes you will like order doubles, like straw burritas where there's like a beer inside of a daiquiri. daiquiri? Yeah. Yeah. And like the fourth one in me and Michelle were like, okay, we're not drinking anymore. Um, but anyway, he, she's talking, Lisa is talking to James about his drinking Mm -hmm. again. And you know, he tells her that, you know, he doesn't think he's going to drink while he's, he's working and you know, he's, he knows when to stop. He knows how to, how to handle himself (laughs) and he learned a lot Mm -hmm. while he was sober um i'm not sure that that's true but we'll see now was he like doing any cannabis he did he He did yeah he he called it california sober yeah Yeah, that's the way i live (laughs) medically yes yes california sober (laughs) um and when it panned to Lisa and her confessional, she said something that I definitely was pretty thrown back about. She was talking about how, you know, he got the new girlfriend. She asked about him having her move in. This is a big deal. She's already living with James. She seems like she's very young. I didn't catch her age, but she just looks really young. Like, she looks younger than our daughter. Maybe close to, yeah, but... Really um, young for James, I feel like. Yeah, and I mean, he's not that old, I don't think, though. I mean, he's... Uh, is he still in his, like, 30s, maybe? I don't even know if he's in his 30s yet. Oh. He was in his 20s when the sh- when he first came on the show, so in mid-20s. So he may not even be 30 yet. I'll have to look that up. Okay. But um, she said that he, she couldn't believe that he moved on so quickly, that, you know, he had... Uh, he had the most beautiful woman on the planet. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Okay, Raquel is very pretty. I'll I'll give you that. She's a pretty girl. I like you better with long hair, Raquel. Yeah, for sure. The short hair is not Isn't not your thing. Much for your face. Right yeah, now. it's not it's not your thing. I don't like it at all. Um, and and I'm not meaning to knock on physical appearance. I, I'm doing that because. I'm allowed to do that to you right now. Like, I'm allowed. Um, but I don't know. I just, I was thrown back by that. Like, why does she think so highly of her? Um, I sure. There are a lot of beautiful women on the planet. She is not the most beautiful woman on the planet. No period. Way. Like, when I think most beautiful woman on the planet, I'm thinking, like, somebody who's naturally beautiful who needs nothing else. It's hard to come by anymore these days. It is. It's hard to even <laughs> see that in people sometimes mm-hmm. because of how much filtering and, and difference that we see mm-hmm. in people. But, I mean, Kendall Jenner is naturally beautiful. She needs yes. nothing. Like, you don't need to put makeup on that girl. She's just naturally beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Katie, Ariana, Sheena, and the Toms arrive at first. Mm -hmm. Um, 
cracked me up whenever Raquel waited on them because she commented about their American Express <laughs> and how she said that she felt uh, left out left out because yeah. she doesn't have an American Express. <laughs> okay, well, take care of your finances, honey. Right. Maybe you should stop worrying about men paying your bills for you. Stop worrying about your stealing men. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she's she's educated woman like Mm -hmm. you have the means to support yourself by your education so the fact that you are waiting tables and complaining that you you're not making enough on a reality series and waiting tables to get an amex Mm. is your own fault right coming from a woman who is my own boss that's right um and i mean that's like a figure of speech i'm definitely not my own boss but (laughs) i mean come on boss um Schwartz, that this is when he says that the Bubba tattoo is staying. Yeah. And he asks where Lala is. And, you know, they, they kind of tell him that she didn't come because she didn't come from Tom Tom over to that DJing mm-hmm. at Sir because he was there. She didn't want to be around him. Didn't want to see him. And when he said you can't, after the LA article, the LA Times article came out, you can't Captain Hindsight me, <laughs> I flippin' lost it. And not only that, (laughs) but when he says you can't Captain Hindsight me, well, Tom Sandoval hindsighted us all with his Uh, 2020, his hindsight is 2020 TMZ interview (laughs) as he was fake stuffing stuff in his car. Mm -hmm. I hate when they set up TMZ interviews. Like, meet me, Raquel's like, meet me outside of the nail shop and I'll look as horrible as I can so that everybody can feel sorry for me. Nobody feels sorry for you, Raquel. No, no one feels sorry for you. Uh, well, actually, Schwartz might feel sorry for you because Schwartz is a schmuck and he feels <laughs> sorry for people like you. Um, he, I just, I mean, I wrote down here that, you know, he's a coward in this sense because he really said that, you know, just because that stuff is going on doesn't mean that he needs to be not friends with him or not be associating with him. So basically what he's saying is he doesn't have a moral ground, a moral stand, standing. And he doesn't. Which is sad. Like, that, that is one of the reasons Katie broke up with you. If you weren't listening, I'm listening. I'm listening to every season. I'm listening to her every time she talks in a confessional, every time she's talking on a podcast. I'm listening, Tom Schwartz. And that's it. Listening. Um, so Peter tells James that he's going to go on a date with Raquel. Yeah. He's like, hey, what up, bro? I'm going to take out your fiance. Your ex-fiance. Yeah, ex-fiance. <laughs> but, I mean, I think he knows it's like, James knows immediately. I, he knows her type. I feel like he knows her well enough to know her type. He's like, you yeah, would know if, if, you would know if something happened between us, you would know what would be my type and what wouldn't. You know how I feel. Like, I'm, you're never going to catch me at a guy's strip show. <laughs> you're never going to catch me with some gym tan laundry dude. Like, you're just not, it's just not my thing. Um, so, I, I mean, I think we, we learn each other. So I think he knows talking to him immediately he's like this has got to be a joke yeah this is nothing so then it definitely uh raquel is intoxicated james is not he is taking a break from djing and running to the bathroom and lo and behold 
production puts them in the same place at the same time. <laughs> and I say that because, let's be honest, that is not random. There is nothing random about no that. Doubt. There's like one bathroom. It was place. gender neutral. Yeah, it was gender neutral. Um, and, you know, they just, oh, there you are. <laughs> I thought that Raquel probably should have ran for the hills. She was completely wasted. I thought she made a fool of herself. I, you know they're going to use this footage. You know they're going to use this footage. The first time you run into him and have this like face-to-face conversation is on camera and you are wasted and he is not. While you're working. While you're working. <laughs> so, I don't know. It just it definitely took me aback. Um, but she... It was almost like she was begging him. It was hard to watch. Yeah, it was pretty sad. It it, it just was uncomfortable. Um, it went to her confessional, and, mm-hmm. you know, it, he called her Allie at one point during the yeah. conversation. It goes to her confessional, and she said that, you know, companies took longer replacing their secretaries <laughs> than what he did. She said they got together three, three weeks. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I we... <laughs> We don't. They may have been talking yeah, for a couple yeah. weeks before they he considers them to have been exclusive or start dating or whatever. You know, James likes to make sure that he gets the time and timing straight there. Mm-hmm. Got to get the timing straight. He doesn't want to be associated with no no badness. No cheating, so he says. <laughs> um, but I, I did. I mean, it did make me feel a little bit bad for her. I won't lie. I, Do I you just think he did that name insert. On purpose. On purpose. Yeah, I think that's an that's a James antic. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, he was too sober <laughs> to do something like that, and and just the way he was smiling when he did it, he was like, oh oh oh, I mean no, I mean Raquel. He's like the love of my life, and she's like the love of your life. <laughs> like you talking. About? I, I her voice literally is like nails on a chalkboard mm-hmm. to me right now. I can't. Maybe maybe it's because I'm biased, or maybe it's because I didn't ever really care for her. I never have. Well, you know how I feel about women who play the, I'm too dumb to know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm with you on that, Katie. And, and Lala, I, 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 I don't, homie, don't play that. <laughs> I don't play that at all. Um, so there, the next thing that we see is Lala and Katie at Lala's apartment cracked me up because she building I felt, the baby furniture well no they're building they're not building baby they're building oh, the not? office chair oh the office chair. and they it cracked me up because i felt like she invited her over just to build the office chair right. <laughs> and she said you're really good at building stuff and i need help and i'm not good at this kind of stuff look at these nails like like i can't do that and so, Katie references that Tom Schwartz used to call her, um, Bub the Builder, or Vila. Bub, Bub Vila, I'm yeah. sorry, Bub Vila, and when she says Bub Vila, Lala laughs, and Lala's like, oh, that's cute, is that like a character on Bob the Builder? Bub the Builder. Yeah, no, it is not a character on Bob the no. Builder, and we are old enough to know who Bob, Bob Vila, Vila was. Right. <laughs> okay, I'm old enough to have seen those commercials on my floor model TV that I had to get up and turn on and off. <laughs> well, my grandma made me watch this old house. So if you don't know what that is... 
I have no you idea. You don't know. I don't have zero idea what that is. You know? I don't have any it's idea. It's like your modern day, like, rehab type of stuff. That yeah. he was like OG gangsta, Bob Vila. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've never even heard of that, but I'm sure there's going to be some throwback people listening that have. Oh, shoot. So... They immediately, um, James joins them. He comes in. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they start talking. Lala talks about her ears getting pinned and her new titties. She got new boobs and new ears. Her new boobies are gorgeous. <laughs> love the new boobies. You know, I would love some boobies. Um, and her ears, I never noticed her ears. She did a very good job of hiding them. Was it for medical reasons? or Pin, pin back. Uh... Like... So, um, they're, your ears can stick out a little bit. And so if they stick out a little bit, you can get them pinned back to your scalp mm-hmm. and they don't stick out anymore. She hit it very well with her hair, obviously, because I never even noticed it. Me either. So, um, but she got that done and, and she commented on James looking good and said, I just may have to steal you from your girlfriend. <laughs> and she asked if they were living together. Uh. And, And he was like, yeah. And she goes, you're yanking my dick right now. (laughs) Which you loved. It was like the best thing that uh, the hubs heard this episode. So. cracks me up when she says stuff like that. Her, she is very good TV. Like, she doesn't need to drink to be comical and to really, like. Her nor James. No. Um, Lala's TikTok and Instagram our our life. If you are not a follower, you need to be. You are missing out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she has to delete things, and we are the only ones privy to see them before they are deleted. Mm-hmm. So, get in on the hot seat while you can. Yeah. She is amazing. <laughs> um, it, it, send it to Daryl, man. Send it to Daryl. Daryl's Daryl's her lawyer, and you just <laughs> need to send it to him. Um. So they immediately, James invites them to Hotel Ziggy for his DJing, and they they start talking about how, you know, he jumped into this relationship, and they're a little worried about him. Lala talks about, you know, he was goo-goo-ga-ga like that over Raquel at one point. He remembers it, and she's like, you remember? It was the time when we slept together, yeah. you know? And they proceed to explain their hooking up while they were with their other partners. So basically yeah. cheating on Randall and Raquel, which, mm-hmm. by the way, you know, we, we all know the timelines that took place. If you're, if you're a Vanderpump fan, we all know the timelines that took place as a part of it. So we know that Raquel considered them only together at a certain time, which was a year or so mm-hmm. after this event took place. But the reason why Lala came clean with this is because, and this is me doing my research, mm-hmm. is because it's part of your sober journey, guys, is to come clean with things that you've done that you're not so proud of. Mm-hmm. And before her and James broke up, it just did not serve well to to tell that secret or to come clean about that. Then you're hurting someone. And part mm-hmm. of your journey is understanding and reading the room and knowing when you can hurt someone with your truth. And so she kept that in. But once they were split up and it was all good, 
she felt like it was a good time for her to tell her truth. Her and Randall, like, Randall's a a piece of shit, okay? He's a womanizing piece of shit. Nobody needs to worry about what he was feeling or what was going on with him. Um, I'm pretty sure he was already and still sleeping with people behind Lala's back at that point. Like, the fact that we think it only happened once they were living together with a baby is insane. Like, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But they talk about uh, flashing back to the 2016 episode mm-hmm. where um, James was talking about her doing handstands <laughs> and she made him out to be <laughs> such a damn liar. James oh, even That's nonchalantly. So well, and James even nonchalantly admitted right there in the room with her and Katie that he'd had some conquests. So, like, <laughs> admitting to things that he has denied adamantly mm-hmm. for years about women he hooked up with behind Raquel's back. Right. Like, having the, fun DJing. The, the fun moments. Having fun DJing. That's, I, you know what I called it? The home, oh. the home moments. <laughs> The ho-ho-ho moments. Um, You know, I I think they should just cut to the chase, uh, her and James, and just start dating again. Oh, my God. I mean, they are too much alike. No. No. (laughs) I like Lala, and I like James, Mm -hmm. but they are toxic around one another. Well, not that they're they're both sober now. I mean, No, he's not sober. He's not sober. That's the thing. Like, he's and he's like, never uh, going to be sober with somebody who calls him on his shit. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Like, that's his thing. He lives in that world where he was able to be sober around Raquel because she literally made excuses for mm-hmm. him. If he's got to face reality, he's drinking. Yeah. He's drinking it away. At least I think he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um... The, there is, uh, at the same time as the scene at, at, uh, Lala's apartment, there is the scene at the spa with Raquel and Sheena. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a flippin' the, uh, infrared sh- spa. Yeah, they, yeah, at the shape house. Infrared blankets that mimic a cardio workout. Mm-hmm. I'd like to try that. I would like to try that as well. That I'd sounds that super try. freaking cool. <laughs> um... Raquel's like, I'm not trying to date Peter. And Sheena goes, yeah, you're just trying to stay underneath a James's skin. That's mm-hmm. exactly what you're trying to do. Right. You know, they're at, and then it like pans to them and Katie's or at Lala's apartment and they're laughing about it. And they're like, this Peter stuff's a joke. Like, right. so it's like kind of going back and forth talking about the same thing. Um, she talks about Raquel talks about how bad it was when she was with James mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of panning to his emotional needs and how she kind of let herself go. Mm-hmm. Didn't really give herself any, uh, you have to give yourself that emotional. I talk to you mm-hmm. about this all the time for myself. Mm-hmm. Me going into therapy, I learned this about myself that I need my me time. Mm-hmm. This is kind of one of my me things. So I enjoy the hobby of researching this stuff and just learning about all the different avenues and reporting it out to you guys. For sure. Having hobbies definitely help. Oh, and I said 2016 for James and the handstands. It was 2018 that they slept together. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was wrong about the date. Sorry. Hey, I was, I was going with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure Lala would be like, that is two years wrong. sooner. 
Don't do that to me. Um, the Toms then go to lunch. They do at the Belmont. Um, at the Bell. The uh, Mo- Monty. The Belly. Uh, they say they're going to expense it, which made me laugh. Like, you're not, what are you expensing? You don't even know how to do that, And they sit down and immediately start talking about freaking glasses again. Like, fix your menu. Clean up the damn walls. Like. Get a menu. Hire staff. Yeah. Like, do other things before you're. Stop worrying about the glasses. The 19 million different glasses that you're using to serve that came from somebody's yard sale. And your hobo thrift shopper. And I don't know. It's crazy. And But anyway, he talks about, like, cobalt glass. I love cobalt glass, Me by too. the way. Just so you know. Like, I'm not knocking what he was talking oh, no, about. No, no, no. Just knocking the fact that they cannot make decisions. Like, they and just stick see with something things. and be like, oh, I want that. It's squirrel. Oh. A squirrel, squirrel, yeah. squirrel. Um, but th- they definitely go right into talking about... Um, the Lala and, um, I feel like Tom really just, he's a narcissistic pig. He's, he's a hype man for that point in general. Like Mm -hmm. he wants to bring people down into his narcissistic vibe. Um, because he uses that. He's like, you don't, you don't owe Lala shit. You don't, you don't need to apologize to her. I mean, if Lala was your friend. Then yeah, you, you should. You should. Yeah. If if Lala is if your she friend, means anything to you. Yes, then that absolutely is the way you should go. And the friends that are not telling you to do that are the ones that are not probably are the ones that are on his side mm-hmm. that are feeling the same way that he is. Which is exactly why Tom Sandoval being in the situation that he's in right now mm-hmm. is like. I mean, that's that's how you land in those types of situations is having feelings in that manner. Um, where you can't morally stand up for something Mm -hmm. just because it didn't happen to you or your sister. Come on. Like, it's just stupid. Um, he, he does, Schwartz does talk about it a little bit differently. He's like, you know, I was at a really bad place in my life Mm -hmm. and she really said some mean things to me. They panned to some of the things that she was saying. She did say some really mean stuff to him. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, but it also wasn't wrong. I mean, it is really hard when the truth hurts, especially to hear it out loud on a TV show, in text message, in 3D, all over social media live. You know, I mean, when you go in at that manner, and maybe that's the point, you know, you you don't necessarily have to hone down on it whenever somebody's down. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, we'll, we'll finish talking about that situation whenever her and him sit down together later in the episode. Yeah. Um, did you have anything to talk about for that? Uh, um, let me see here. I mean, Sandoval bashing Lala. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just got a bunch of that really out of that whole meeting more than anything. And then the whole you know, casting couch. Oh, arrangement. yeah. So, <laughs> so this is where it kind of comes in where some of the scenes from previous years do not play well. Uh-huh. Um, Lala has been on the show for quite some time before she met Randall, as well as when she met Randall. It, 
it starts with Tom Sandoval talking to, him, to lunch about him, about how she would suck his dick for a Range Rover. I don't ever remember her saying that she would do that. I don't ever remember. Like, I remember her saying that the first night after they met, he bought her a Range Rover. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean... Did something to get that Range Rover. Well, it was fucking handstands. Let's be honest. If some girl's coming and doing handstands for you, you're probably going to break out the Range Rovers for that girl. I don't know what a handstand is. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up, guys. Well, I mean... I'm just not that Use Use there. your imagination if I was doing a handstand and you were standing. Ding, 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 am folks. I, I think he's having... I am think... I nom-nomming? <laughs> no! No! Man. You guys got me. <laughs> no, you're you're um you're you're doing the deed with me while I'm in a handstand and you're standing. Am I am I handstanding? No, too? you're standing. Because when I'm handstanding, you see, like that's we're getting way too descriptive right now. <laughs> but but that would be what I would picture handstanding to be. I'm just saying. I can say that he he immediately you know talks about the casting couch moment Mm -hmm. and the casting couch really is that randall talks about you know bringing girls in and offering them acting jobs Mm -hmm. for sexual favors as mentioned from the la times article and it pans to lala talking to stassi in a previous scene Mm -hmm. where lala tells her that she dresses up as (laughs) tiffany i don't even remember what name she uses i dress up as tiffany And show up at a hotel and tell him I will do anything for this acting part, which makes you cringe. I'm sure. Totally. Guys, it makes her cringe. You know that makes her cringe. You know seeing that back probably made her sit and cry. Thinking about red flags. Like, Mm -hmm. he's handing them to you in a bouquet. It's a bouquet of red flags. And you're like, (laughs) you're like, it's okay. it really is okay. This is how Hollywood is. Yeah. This is not how Hollywood is. There are good people still left in the world, including Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he made her feel safe. And mm-hmm. she said it, safe enough to bring a child into this world. And, you know, you go from her saying that to Sandoval saying, and she chose to get knocked up by this dude. Mm. I, I just don't get it. I mean, you and I feel differently on this. You definitely feel like she was super... Like, I feel like she was naive 100%, mm-hmm. but I feel like he went above and beyond to make those suspicions or thoughts leave her mind. Mm-hmm. Flying her to a therapist out of state that he's used with his wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> but who, who would have thought that? That you had a... a a medical therapist in your pocket. Right. So, I mean, I really think he went to great lengths to try and make that leave her mind. So if mm-hmm. there was ever a conversation where she approached him in that manner, mm-hmm. he did everything he could. or He paid for everything he could <laughs> yeah. to make to those thoughts leave up. her mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Allie and James getting ready at the apartment. She is so flippin' tiny. Like, the tiniest little girl I've ever seen. She, she looks is. like she's a 12-year-old kid. It's weird. Um, then it goes to, and this is cringeworthy moments. These are Easter eggs throughout the entire uh, season 10. We're going to hunt them with you mm. while we go through these episodes. So, 
were Easter egg Easter hunting eggs. just for James Kennedy. Yeah. This is uh, the James Kennedy Easter egg hunt. <laughs> um, and really, this is Raquel and Ariana on the phone. Mm -hmm. She was really just checking in with her because she knew Allie was going to be at Hotel Ziggy for the DJing that James was going to do mm -hmm. and that Raquel was going to be there. And she was just trying to be a good friend. It's just cringeworthy moments that we are handed all season long. <laughs> For sure. Where you have somebody thinking about your feelings and the last thing on your mind is theirs. With every right. thought and every action you perform from here on out. Uh -huh. um, James arrives and uh, then Katie and Lala walk up. Mm -hmm. and Lala talking stories about having sex with some guy in the car. <laughs> Yeah, just, I was over there banging it out with some rando. And it was years ago. Yeah, I mean, it was like she's yeah. talking about before it was even Hotel Ziggy, and they went there for some other uh, random uh, outing, and, and she ended up having sex with a guy in the car across the street. I don't know. It's just she And she mentioned being with Faith, which made me laugh because it takes it way back. Faith mm -hmm. is way, way, way back, and you know how I feel about Faith. <laughs> I do not like Faith. <laughs> Um, and it has nothing to do with Stassi. Oh. It had it has everything to do with the fact that she slept with Jax behind Brittany's back. Oh, of course. Um, and not to mention, I am a healthcare worker. So being in the healthcare field to know that she was supposed to be taking care of an elderly person and was banging Jax on a couch in this woman's house oh makes me cringe. So there you go. That's how I feel about that situation. Um but they sit down with Allie. Mm -hmm. They come in and sit down with Allie. And really, I mean, honestly, Allie seems like a super nice girl. I, what I've seen of her, she seems super nice. She seems to stick up for herself better than I I've seen most. Hell. <laughs> um, I think it's almost uh, indifferent. Yeah. That's the way I want to describe it, indifferent. Because I think she, she doesn't know any better. She doesn't know exactly how he is and we will talk about it as the episodes yeah. go on because she starts finding out real quick i mean this is her first taste of james with the group mm -hmm. vanderpump james that's what we should call it vanderpump james so i just thought it was funny when Allie and rachel were talking raquel whatever <laughs> how they low-key switch lives uh, <laughs> they're ridiculous um It cracked me up that Lala looked at Allie's lips and was like, you have such full, beautiful lips. Mm -hmm. And she does. She has amazing lips. Like, if she's never had injections, good for you, girl. You Keep it up. I don't know what you do for that, but I need those lips. But then it pans to her in her confessional, and she's like, James likes a thin-lipped bitch. Uh -huh. And it made no sense to me. Like, she was like, he was with Raquel, and now he's with Allie. And so... Are you calling her a thin lip bitch? Or are you saying that she's got luscious lips? Because girls got some luscious lips. Right. I don't know. I was super yeah. confused. It confused me. If the editing was done there, mm -hmm. I, I I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. It definitely left me a little confused. For sure. So, and you mentioned the Raquel and, and Allie yeah. talking, you know. I mean, they were talking about, uh, they were sitting there talking about how um, her and Peter were talking and that, you know, uh, and pan to in walks the devil. Uh -huh. And that's what I'm going to say. Cause it's probably appropriate in walks the devil. And Ariana looked gorgeous this night, by the way, in that, uh, button up 
like men's shirt dress. I don't know if I was. I don't think I saw. Oh man, I was digging it. You were looking hot, Ariana, like (laughs) fiercely hot. Um, but definitely felt like they. She immediately grabbed. She was like, "Do you think I should grab her and take her aside, Uh Raquel? Take Allie aside? No." No. No, there is zero that is a good idea about this scenario. Right. Zero. You don't ever go hit up your ex's new woman and be like, let me go sit you down and ask you if you're... Are you are you still concentrating on yourself? Are you putting him above you? Because don't do that, because I did that. Yeah. This is the most cringeworthy, embarrassing thing you could ever do to yourself. All right. Like, you look ridiculous and stupid. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. No, 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 no. It just looks so much more desperate. Yes. I, I wrote that down, that exact word, oh. desperate. Um, and she's prying. I felt like she was prying to know if there was a pr- problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost almost asking, did he really love me? Like, yeah. I almost felt like that's what her, her vindication is. She is digging, fearful that he never really loved mm-hmm. her. And that is just a horrible thought for her. If he didn't, he didn't. Mm -hmm. Like, do you think I would care if my ex-husband said I never really loved you? Okay, glad I got out of that one. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Like, you don't ever want to be with somebody who never really loved you. Yeah, no. It's not fun. And hearing that out loud is not fun. It's not fun. Um... Tom does come and, uh get Lala and pull her aside for them to have a conversation. Uh, Mm -hmm. it, it's pretty evident that Lala is, is, you know, telling him, you know, you, she, and this is what she said to him in text. We said we'd, we'd pick it back up. She Mm -hmm. said she doesn't associate with weakness. Hey, and and he's like, you still stand by that? And she's like, yeah, I do. And he's yeah. like, who the fuck in his confessional? Who the fuck do you think you are? She's La La fucking Kent, <laughs> Schwartz. She's La La fucking Kent. And she does not fucking associate with weakness. And to be honest, no one wants to associate with somebody who doesn't have a moral stand, uh, moral ground. Like, you have to stand for something. Yep. Or guess what, Schwartz? You fall for everything. You're naive for everything. You're standing there by yourself, penniless. Yeah. Um, It it definitely, you know, she said pick a side and, and, you know, you you stand for something or or that's it. You know, he, I don't think, I don't think he will pick a side. I think if he's real depressed and wants to play some pickleball, he'll (laughs) He'll, probably call call Randall. Randall. And keep it on the DL, and then it'll be like one of those things that Randall sends her in the WhatsApp where he's like, guess you came over to play yeah. pickleball again. They got, like, selfies in their pickleball suits. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, shoot. Okay. I, I can imagine they have some weird rando suits for pickleballing. Uh, we, there's an episode where we'll, we will go over pickleball on the pickleball court shoot. at Randall's house. So then we can see what this what the apparel is for pickleball. It's it looks like the shorts from Super Troopers and like nineteen seventies basketball. Uh, yeah. At least that's what it looked yeah. like on shorts. <laughs> of course 
I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, if my memory's serving me right. Yeah. Oh, anyway, we are uh, an hour and uh, 15 minutes in, so I think we're... Whoa. I know. No wonder my mouth is so dry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so yes. much for being Thank with you, us everybody. again. Um, thanks for the downloads. We do have an Instagram page started, so please visit us at Breaking the Rules Vanderpump. Um, check out that Instagram, and we are on Apple Podcasts now. Woo -woo. Getting big time. So please download us, and I will see you again later this week for Season 1, Episode 2. Yeah, and I hope you guys enjoy your episode with Barry. Bye. <laughs>